1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 to 9, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. When diligence is combined with faith which is integrated with virtue, you will obtain great and powerful results. Virtue or power of God at work in you is not realistic until the knowledge of God is added to the power in you. Power becomes useful and powerful only if it is backed up with the right knowledge. When the knowledge of God is added to the virtue or power operating in the life of a believer, such a believer will rise. He will rise against the works of darkness in power, supernatural force to confront and deal with the satanic works of darkness. Yes, yes, add to your virtue knowledge. Now, what are the specific areas to grow in your knowledge? What are the specific areas everyone, every child of God, everyone must aspire and desire to grow in? Number one, grow in spiritual knowledge. Grow in spiritual knowledge. Your knowledge of God through His Word must increase. In 2021, your knowledge of God through his word, one of the ways to know him and to understand his ways is by studying his word. The knowledge of God in your life is key to the power of God in your life. Daniel chapter 11 verse 2b says, They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. So what are the clear plans you have for the coming year to increase in knowledge, to increase in the knowledge of God, in your spiritual knowledge, to upgrade your spiritual knowledge? Looking back in time, how did you increase in knowledge? In 2020, in 2019, how did you increase in knowledge? If I may ask you, brothers and sisters, how is your knowledge of God like? How much time do you spend in scriptures? How much time do you spend in meditation? How much time do you spend in knowing the ways and the will of God and saying, Lord, teach me more about you? You cannot walk in power if you do not know what is written in scripture concerning your life. And concerning the God you worship, Jesus said, ye worship what ye know not, what ye know not. So the problem with worship is knowledge. Once knowledge is taken away from your worship, it becomes powerless. Your worship becomes powerless. But once you have the knowledge of the God you are worshipping, something happens in you. That's what embodies 
embolden, empowers, enables your worship. That's what makes your worship qualitative and superior to the power of the enemy. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22 verse 29, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err. You make mistakes. You fall into error. Why? Because you do not know the scripture, nor the power of God. Wow. You err. You walk in error. You make mistakes in your ministry. Mistakes in your marriage. Mistakes on your job. Mistakes in your relationships. You keep falling from one error to another. Why? Because you do not know the scripture, nor the power of God. Show me a man whose life is based on the knowledge of the scriptures. And I will show you a man who walks in the power of God. So I charge you this morning to desire to know the Lord through his words. Desire to know the power of his resurrection. Desire to spend more time, time in the word, to know his ways, to know his will, like the Berean Christians, to search the scripture, to know the Lord. That is one sure way of knowing the Lord through his word. Grow in spiritual knowledge. Number two, grow in your area of calling, grow knowledge, grow knowledge in the area of your calling. Your knowledge in any area that God has called you into must increase. Desire to grow in the knowledge of anything that God has committed into your hands this year. If God has given you an assignment or ministry, spend time to develop knowledge in that domain. Spend time to read, to seek understanding, to know both in the spirit and in the physical. Acquire knowledge through interaction with people. Gain knowledge and insight through reading. Get books relevant to the assignment and build knowledge. Build knowledge. Build knowledge. As you increase in knowledge, you increase in power. The magnitude of the power of God in you to fulfill your assignment and your commission depends largely on the depth of the knowledge you have gathered over time. Yes, if God has called you into a certain ministry, then spend time to build strong knowledge base of that place. Build knowledge. If God has called you to play an instrument, to worship, to sing, spend time to grow your knowledge in that domain. If God has called you to reach out to young people, to reach out to old people, to reach out to the sick, spend time. Spend time to grow your knowledge in that area. Things don't just happen. No way. You must spend time. It is unwise to jump into doing what you have no knowledge about. Yes, be knowledgeable in your area of calling. What are you doing to develop your specific area of calling? How are you adding value to your life? Knowledge adds great power to your life. Add to your virtue knowledge. As you seek knowledge, God will direct you to the right people, the right places, where you will acquire all the knowledge that you need to build a successful business, a successful marriage, a successful ministry, a successful relationship that God wants you to build. Knowledge is power. Add to your virtue knowledge. 
grow in your emotional knowledge. Because I have often seen many young people who go into marriage without knowing even one scripture on what marriage is all about. I know people who fall in love and they cannot define what love is. What is love? What is love? I know people who claim they want to marry, but they have no understanding of God's standard for a man in marriage. It is dangerous to assume that you know all that you need to know concerning a matter. It's a dangerous assumption. Your marriage will do much better if you add knowledge to your virtue. Yes. If the same thing that caused problem in your marital relationship in 2019 is what caused problem in 2020, it means that you have not grown. You have not grown in your emotional knowledge. So what are the things you need to do to increase emotional stability in your life? You cannot remain emotionally unstable and expect God to work wonders in you and through you. God cannot use you to reach out to a broken people when you yourself have refused to grow. You must trust God to get stronger and better emotionally in 2021. Today you are happy, tomorrow you are sad, today you are excited, next tomorrow you are unhappy cannot help you to access that which God wants you to access. You must go to a level in your life where you say, Lord, I want to be where you want me to be. You must trust God to get stronger and better. 2021 is not for the weak and unstable. Is a year for the warriors. It's a year for the warriors. You cannot sit and wait for things to come to you. You have to rise and do all that God wants you to do. What scriptural passages will help you grow emotionally this year? You need to find them. You That's the knowledge you need. And begin to confess them and proclaim them and read them into your life. You should identify them and know them like the back of your hand. The scriptures that talks about stability of your emotions. What you need to do. How you need to grow in them. You cannot grow in knowledge if you do not commit your time and treasure to it. You need to set time aside to add value to your knowledge. You may choose to do this daily, weekly. But set books aside. Look into the lives of certain people who have gone ahead of you in that area that God is calling you to. Look for good and godly books that will show you how to. Not just books for pleasure, but real books that add value to your knowledge. After reading such books, you have a clear roadmap of how to get from point A to Z. If you want to add value to the knowledge of how to pray, for instance, you should look for a book that will help you plan a daily scheduled time of prayer. A book that will show you what true praying is all about and how to pray, how to structure your day, how to maintain consistency and how to wait on God. Practical books that guides and helps, but above all, you must learn to spend time in the Word of God. That is the real deal. That's the real deal. The Bible is the greatest pattern. I personally have learned a lot from the prayer life of Jesus our Savior. I look at his prayer timing. When did they pray? Early in the morning most times. How did they pray? What was his posture? What were the content of his prayers? What were the impact of his prayers? Who did they pray with? Who? He had 12 disciples, but he never prayed with all of them. 
He went to the place of prayer with only few, Peter, James, and John. That's a pattern. This pattern from the life of Jesus Christ in scripture has increased my knowledge of praying and praying effectively. And these methods have changed and transformed my life personally. Follow the pattern of scripture. All that you need is in scripture. It's in the word. It's in the Bible. Spend more time. Only if you can spend more time in the word. Only if you can meditate on his words. Day and night, things will change in every area in your marriage. And apply the things you have learned. Make commitments to implement and do the things that you read in scripture. You can also look for people who are given to prayer. Those who have gone ahead of you. People who pray early, who spend time with God and study their lives as well and learn from them. Don't be self-sufficient. Don't assume that you are, you are okay. No, you are not. Knowledge shall increase. Increase your knowledge. Increase it. You can apply this standard to any area of your life, to your music ministry, to your marriage, to your teaching ministry, to your calling, to your education, to your business. Look for those who have gone ahead of you in scripture and in real life and learn from them. Peter advised that to increase the power that you can derive from your knowledge, we must add self-control to knowledge. Self-control. Knowledge is useless and cannot produce the power of God if it is focused on self-gratification. I say that again. Knowledge is useless and cannot produce the power of God if it is focused on self-gratification. And that is what Eliphaz the Temanite, the friend of Job, refers to as empty knowledge in Job chapter 15 verse 2 where he says, Should a wise man answer with empty knowledge and fill himself with the east wind should a wise man answer with what empty knowledge vain knowledge knowledge that is based on self can be classified as empty and vain knowledge yes that is the knowledge that produces no virtue it may feel good and nice but it has no power with it it profits nothing. It changes nothing. It accomplishes nothing. Did you get that? Knowledge is empty if it doesn't produce power that brings transformation and change. Some people seek knowledge for the wrong reasons. I once had a fellow who said, I want to know more of my scripture. I want to study my Bible so that I can prove another person wrong. So I want to study more. If you seek knowledge just to prove another wrong and gratify yourself, then you have only acquired vain and empty knowledge. Because once you are able to prove that person wrong, that knowledge is wasted. You must desire the knowledge that builds, knowledge that produces power to accomplish the purposes and plans of God for your life. The knowledge you develop must be attached to a certain purpose to grow, to fulfill ministry, to fulfill my calling, to, to go out and reach the lost, to fulfill my prayer ministry. It must not be based on self-gratification. So you must be careful on how you go about knowledge. 
Some people have acquired knowledge that turned out to become their problems. The danger of knowledge is that it has the potential to feed and gratify the flesh. And when the flesh is fed and gratified, then pride and arrogance is expressed. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Did you get that? We all have knowledge. And look at what it says further. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. The emphasis from that portion of scripture is that knowledge puffs up. Because knowledge generates power, you must also take note that knowledge also produces arrogance and pride. It can puff you up. So as you grow and increase in the knowledge of God, you must be extremely careful in the spirit to avoid the troubles and pains that comes along with vain knowledge. To ensure that your knowledge does not drive you to a place of explosion, you must add self-control to it. Because knowledge puffs up, self-control is critical. And that's why Peter said, Add to your knowledge self-control. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit that regulates the expression of self. It regulates, it keeps self under check. Self-control keeps the flesh under subjection such that increase, increase in knowledge does not bring about a corresponding increase in pride and arrogance. Apostle Paul had amazing access to divine revelations from God. The depth of revelations that he had could potentially produce knowledge that could puff him up and bring him to the realm, bring him to the realm of arrogance and pride that could destroy his life. So the Lord helped him. The Lord helped him by including something that troubled his flesh and constantly reminded him of his humanity. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a turn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measures. Above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Verse 9, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Then I am strong. Self-control is God's instrument to adjust and regulate you, to regulate us so that the knowledge and wisdom of God will not produce strange desires of the flesh that destroys. So add to your knowledge self-control. Add to your knowledge self-control. Self-control is a spiritual filter that filters off every self or fleshly desire in the life of a believer. As you begin to grow in the knowledge of God in the coming season, as you begin to grow emotionally, grow in the things that God wants you to do, 
Never grow to a point where you no longer need the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. He is the source of knowledge. The Holy Spirit is the source of knowledge. He will help you to control self. Because self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. So only the Spirit of God can help you to realize that. So you need to interact more with the Holy Spirit. The more you grow in the knowledge and in the power of God, the more you must make out time to interact with the Holy Spirit. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. To knowledge, self-control. I commend you to God and to the word of His grace which is able to build you up, to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen.